Hello and welcome to Cody and Corbin Have a Podcast, show where two roommates and they were roommates. Cody talk about one movie every week. This week on the show, we're going to be talking about her. Mr. Theodore Twombly, welcome to the world's first artificially intelligent operating system. We'd like to ask you a few questions. Okay. Are you social or antisocial? I guess I haven't been social in a while. How would you describe your relationship with your mother? Thank you. Please wait as your operating system is initiated. Hello, I'm here. Hi. Hi, I'm Samantha. Good morning, Theodore. Good morning. You have a meeting in five minutes. You want to try getting out of bed? You're too funny. Okay, good, I'm funny. I want to learn everything about everything. I love the way you look at the world. How long before you're ready to date? What do you mean? I saw in your emails that you'd gone through a breakup. Well, you're kind of nosy. So what was it like being married? There's something that feels so good about sharing your life with somebody. How do you share your life with somebody? How are you? I guess I've just been having fun. You really deserve that. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've been with somebody that I felt totally at ease with. I'd like to be alive in that room right now. I wish I could put my arms around you. I wish I could touch you. How would you touch me? I'm Falling in love is a crazy thing to do. It's kind of like a form of socially acceptable insanity. Bye. What does a baby computer call its father? I don't know what. Data. It's a quiet, <laughs> it's place. Can you feel me with you right now? I've never loved anyone the way I love you. Me too. Now we know how. Directed by, directed and written by Spike Jones. As always, I'm your host Corbin Zavokal, and with me today is same person as always, Cody Webb. Still over here, uh, still doing his thing. Episode eight, I believe, for oh, coming yeah. last week. And uh, yeah, we have the uh, just greatly titled "Her." <laughs> Love the title, and um, oh yeah, it's a it's a late night pod. It's currently. Midnight, <laughs> midnight a day release. Yeah. So uh, gonna be up late, late editing, All and then through the late night. See you play. Okay, yeah. I'm tired, so this this will be interesting. I might just say some dumb stuff. Tired and sunburnt. <laughs> Both of us <laughs> a little too. sunburnt. There you go. Well, so why'd you pick this movie? Um, so I think it kind of goes back to this is definitely a movie that I've been wanting to do on the pod. Uh, I knew you hadn't seen it. Um, it's one of my favorite movies from the past couple years. Then we did the movie draft last week, obviously. Um, shout out to everyone who listened to that. I know it got a pretty good reception. A lot of people watched. Uh, I guess we can say. I'm just going to go ahead and crown Cody the winner. Uh, Jake and Cody tied officially, but I voted for myself, and I vote for Cody. So <laughs> <laughs> Cody Cody was the winner um, of sure. the 2010 movie draft. 
But does that count towards my record for Cody versus? No. Uh, this is definitely a movie that I considered taking in the movie draft. Um, it was on my long list, or even on my short list, um, in the Oscar category, uh, as well as the rated R category. I just, I just really enjoy this movie. Um, I hate like rom-coms and love story movies, um, but I, this movie stands out as one that um, kind of subverts the genre a little bit. And uh, yeah. Also, this movie has like a really awesome cast, and uh, it's kind of a little bit of a who's who, so I really appreciate that as well. Uh, what did you think about this movie? Initial thoughts? Uh, just general. Um, it, it, it felt a little slow to me. Um, it is only two hours, but it, I don't know. It kind of felt longer than that. But I really liked um, just the direction from Spike Jones. I mean, the obvious thing in this movie is the cinematography. Just, uh, I mean, there's so many shots of just, just wide shots of um, Joaquin Phoenix looking around, him on top of buildings. I mean, it's really beautiful. Um, and yeah, like I said, the direction's really good as well. I love how um, when like he's having a conversation with somebody and he's having a moment or he's like reliving a memory and it cuts to that and you see the memory. I think that's actually really unique. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that before in a movie. And the way they do this, like, the, they cut the sound a lot of the times. And yeah. It's just like, because it feels like a little bit of a, mem- like, a, you're seeing a memory happen. Exactly. Tell. Uh, talking about cinematography, mm-hmm. uh, done by Hoyt Van Hoytema, uh also did cinematographer for Tenet, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Ad Astra, a lot of, like, really beautiful Big Nolan, yeah. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah, also Spectre, which is another... Yeah, the fighter. So yeah, I mean he, he's he's done a lot of a lot of good work. I mean, Interstellar is a pretty beautiful movie. Yeah, um, very talented guy there. Definitely. But yeah, um, past that, more plot stuff. I would just say it's like it's definitely an interesting take on sort of the rom com, like you said. Um, it is like futuristic, but not like super futuristic. Um, it's just like a story about relationship relationships and love, and yeah, I think that's super relatable. Everybody can sort of look in this movie and find something either in a relationship they've had in the past or I mean maybe even look into the future since this is like a super futuristic movie yeah those are my initial thoughts yeah I definitely like the the science fiction aspect of it um, and just the way it takes like the, the futuristic approach because it's like it's not like overtly futuristic in a lot of stuff it's not like trying to overdo it like it seems like a very believable future it right? could be like 10, 10, 15 years. Right, like, there's just these subtle things that, like, you can tell, like, oh, these buildings look a little different, or everybody's style's a little bit different, and obviously the technology's more advanced, but it's not, we're not that far off from any of this. Um, I think, I remember, this movie came out in 2013, I remember watching trailers for this movie, I don't know if you have any memory of this, but I thought this movie was gonna be, like, the strangest, weirdest, like, who would ever watch this? (laughs) This dude with a mustache is falling in love with the computer. <laughs> like, I just thought it was so weird. And I never watched it um, back then. Obviously, it was rated R. I was, like, 13. And I just, you know, I never went to go see it. And then I, I watched this movie about a year and a half ago. And I was like, oh, wow. This is actually, like, saying something pretty deep. And this is actually, like, a very emotional piece. And it's, yeah, it's a dude falling in love with the computer. But, like, it's a lot more to that. And uh, I think that's, like, really well done. And it speaks to the script being so great. And, um obviously just like the pure emotion of the, a lot of the shots in this movie is also awesome so um i guess we can go ahead and get into our first category uh what's the stupidest part of the movie you stupid you stupid 
Uh, <laughs> I had a few here that I had written down. Uh, first off, just in general, it it would be a very surprising thing to me if you know a company just released a whole gaggle of artificial intelligence to the public to you know just do whatever they want. Um, it seems sort of unethical, and I don't think that would happen. But yeah, that, that doesn't really have anything to do with the movie. Um, <laughs> I feel like the obvious one is <laughs> the surrogate sex scene. Um, I don't know. It's it's an interesting concept, but I don't think um, anyone in their right mind would even agree to that. Obviously, Joaquin Phoenix's character was like super uncomfortable with it. By the way, what's his character's name in this? Something. Theodore. Theodore, there you go. I keep, I keep forgetting that. Yeah. I don't think Theodore was really comfortable with it from the beginning, <laughs> and then it just, you know, culminated all the way through till yeah, he eventually stopped it. I think that's definitely the dumbest part. Um, and then, the, I think the biggest gripe I had with the movie was, at the end, I thought just all of the AIs leaving at once, it serves a big cop-out for their relationship, because it was going, like, not well, sort of, like, downward spiraling anyways, and then they just have, like, the cop out of, oh, all AI are going to just this different place. Which makes sense in the context, like I was saying before, releasing it just to the public. But, you know, it, it is very nice timing to where literally the day they probably would have broken up is also the day where the AI are leaving. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't think this movie cares a ton about, like an intricate plot with a detailed plan. It's much more of a character piece about emotions and relationships. Definitely. But yeah. Yeah. That's something I was going to say. Just like the ending, I, I think is probably the dumbest part where they all just leave. It's kind of, I agree 100%. It's a cop out. It's it's like, ah, we don't really know what the right way to do this is. So all the AIs are just gone. Um, also, I just think like anytime it really leans too heavily into like the science fiction, um, it can get a little bit lost. So, stuff like i can't even think like just like when they revive that like dead philosopher and he like has the conversation <laughs> with him, like that that like that kind of stuff that's very dumb um, as well. yeah. that's so dumb or there's just like the moments there's i don't know there's moments where they like try and make it too much futuristic you're too science fiction it's like you're doing something really great here that is just like a character piece um but i think they go a little bit too far at some moments um so now Got anything else that you think is stupid about this movie? No, that was, that was my list, yeah. All right, cool. Let me bring up the energy here a little bit. All right, here we go. She is very gorgeous to me. You go first. Uh, first of all, I got to say the little alien kid in the video game. <laughs> <laughs> that dude is awesome. Uh, I have two picks here. We'll, we'll go little alien kid first. Uh, it's just like, I think it's probably the funniest part of the movie. Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Piece of shit. Just cussing at him. Um, he's a little cute little digital <laughs> creature. Uh, leading him through the video game, and I, I'd love to play that video game with that little alien. So, oh yeah, I'd play. That. Sign me up. I have two as well, so we'll just go okay. back and forth. Uh, my first one is uh, Chris Pratt. I think his character is great. Was that your second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. that's tough. Okay, but yeah, um, he's just so likable. Like he's just this common guy who's <laughs> he's a receptionist. So nice. Yeah, he's so nice. I think the the moment that stands out it was like um, when we first meet his new girlfriend. And he's like, oh, we should double date. And Joaquin was like, she's an OS. 
And great. like without <laughs> and without even a beat. He's like, great, where are we going? Let's go somewhere fun. Like just such like an understanding guy. And yeah, Chris Pratt, obviously like super charismatic. I think this is similar to just the Andy Dwyer character, just you know, not as dumb. Um, but yeah, that was my first pick. Sorry for stepping on your toes there. But yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Chris Pratt. Um I I the mustache is great. This movie's got some good mustaches and uh I think it's he is, yeah, like he's just super positive. I 100% agree that scene where he's like, she's just an OS. Uh, it was really telling him his character. He's really simping for Joaquin Phoenix throughout this whole movie. He loves his letters. Um, he also has a foot fetish. Yeah, he also, has, he also likes feet. Um, which is respectable. Shout out to, hey, his girlfriend's got nice feet, I guess. Fair so. enough, man. It's the future. No Everyone, judging there's here, no bro. stigma anymore. They're they all cool with it, so I appreciate that. Definitely. Who's your second character? My second character? one um, is uh, whatever the character is played by Olivia Wilde. Uh, <laughs> she doesn't even have a name. She's just like the blind okay. name is the name of her character. Yeah. Um, I thought she was funny just because she sort of just uh, switched it on and turned it all on Joaquin Phoenix <laughs> so quickly. <laughs> um, well, they get drunk and then that's where it comes out. She calls him a puppy dog, which I thought was really funny. And then she like... Even though she's drunk, she like made sure to set the boundaries before anything happened, which I thought was cool. And then just the ending of being like, dude, you're kind of creepy. <laughs> He's like, no, I'm not. She's like, yes, you are. Um, I just thought that was a really fun change of pace in the movie. Um, sort of just came out of nowhere. I didn't expect that. And uh, yeah, I like Olivia Wilde too, so that just adds to it. Yeah, because the whole time you're kind of like, this dude's being creepy. I mean, he's like through the whole movie, he's a, he's a very eccentric guy. But she's like into it, and you're like, okay, yeah. But, but I guess she wasn't. She's just trying to find someone to marry. Well, I think so. just right off the bat, it was like he looked up what a, a drinking cl- a mixing class she had yeah, taken. She's a mixologist, and she was just like, okay. And then she's got hammered, <laughs> like just to like ease the tension, I think. But yeah. And then he was using way too much tongue, so <laughs> guess so. That is tough for Joaquin. No, yeah. That's another one of those, I mean, like, Olivia Wilde comes in and plays a character for, like, ten minutes. She, yeah, she's got to be, like, five minutes screen time. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'll start with the least favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um, played by Amy Adams. The character. Oh, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just not... I'm not a fan. I really don't know what she's got going on. She's, like, a terrible filmmaker. <laughs> she's, like, trying to make a documentary, but it's just her mom sleeping. <laughs> It's the future, dude. They're in a new new film. <laughs> also, her hair. I don't know what's going on with her hair in this movie, but it's crazy. She is a she does have she did develop a cool video game, so I guess that's cool for. Her. But she's just kind of like I don't know the like most dry person. And oh, wow. She's a, her friend, or uh, she's Theodore's friend, and she just like doesn't really do much. So yeah, she's there for him to whine to. I guess I didn't hate her that much. Um person who i did hate um a lot was very close to her uh, yeah her husband which is i mean just character wise like he's just super controlling a complete dick um sort of he's trying to like i don't know he's just i feel like he's just one of those people who's like really worried about um theodore's and amy's friendship even though they've been married for like eight years like he's just one of those guys who has to be in control of everything oh yeah um and then my other least favorite character who you already brought up uh, the dead doctor guy, um, uh, for, who was friends with like uh, the philosopher from the yeah, 1600s yeah. that they revive, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was in it for a minute. I didn't like him, cause, you know. Uh, Samantha probably cheated on uh, 
out of 14. One of 600. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was just terrible. Real so, tough yeah. look there. <laughs> those, those are my least favorites. I'll probably defend Amy Adams later later in uh, the categories here. But yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. I do agree. Her husband also sucks, but at least he wasn't around for too long. That's true. They broke up. He was not a very supportive husband, but to be entirely honest, if I saw that documentary, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I'd be the most supportive either. Yeah, but you still gotta support it. You can't just like pick I, at it right away. I don't know. He, the thing that he did where he's like offering suggestions, like, what if you interview? Him? What if you had someone what if you act had an actor? Yeah. Yeah. It's not a documentary then. <laughs> um, who can act? Wow. Yeah, I'll go first. I'm just bouncing off right everything I said. Amy Adams is actually really good in this movie. Her character might be a little iffy. Um, I actually really like her performance. Just her, like, subtle friendship uh, with the OS. And then just, like, a deeper connection with Joaquin where they're sort of each other's sounding boards when everything is going on. Um, I thought she's really good. I just think she's super underrated in general. I know she's been nominated a bunch of times for, like, Oscars. But she doesn't have any Oscars, which is kind of tough. Um, I might be a little biased because like one of my favorite movies Arrival I know I talk about that a lot um, but yeah she's really good also I mean it's Joaquin's movie like his screen time has to be somewhere in like the minute 45 mark um, obviously this is the kind of and he's acting against a voice exactly He, it's literally like a one way relationship on screen which I feel like is very difficult to do um, and yeah this is exactly like what Joaquin looks for. These are like the only projects I feel like he does. Like this, Joker, The Master. And he, he picks them for a reason. He's an incredible actor. They're tight scripts and he can pull it off. Um, I think if you don't say... Strange man. Yeah. I mean... The character fits him. Which is perfect for him, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you say anybody has a better performance than you know Joaquin in this movie. Just doesn't make sense. So yeah, those are my two picks. I, I mean, I, I agree with both those. Yeah. Uh, going back to the Amy Adams thing, mm-hmm. I just feel like she's never doing very much. Like, it's very all low-key, and like, it's not over the top, which is good. Sometimes you don't, you know, you don't want them to be over the top. But like, it's never something very impressive. Whereas like, Joaquin really throws himself into this and like, commits, and is like, 100% this like, dude. Yeah. Whereas Amy Adams is like, there's, she's not. She doesn't have to do as much, is right. my thing. And I feel like that's true about a lot of her roles. She's also in the terrible uh, Justice League movies, so oh. and, she's, and she's awful in those. So um, no Lois Lane fans here. <laughs> no, oh. Lois Lane is terrible. She is pregnant though with Superman's kid in the in the Snyder Cut. So. Oh, spoiler alert! Ah. Gee, what the hell? That's tough. Ah, uh, well, oh well. B- like before he died or after he died? Uh, I think it's a before thing. Wow, tough. Yeah. Well, the thing is, they don't say it in the movie, but there's like one scene where you see a pregnancy test and it's positive, and then at the end, Bruce Wayne's like, "Hey, congratulations!" By the way, to <laughs> Superman. Your yeah, that's funny. Very strange. Um, I'm obviously Joaquin is amazing, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna I'm gonna say Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Uh, you know, she's a bit of a controversial person. I don't know if you've ever. Like your views and stuff? Like, the way she goes about acting. So, oh. uh, I think at one point she was supposed to play, like, a transgender character, and everybody got super mad about that. Yeah, I did. And then her response was like, it's just acting, like, I could play anything, I could play a tree. <laughs> um, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair enough. But, like, 
She literally was only doing voice acting. All of all of her lines were recorded after the movie was completed um, and was in post-production, so she wasn't involved on set. Um, she's literally just playing off of what was already captured. Uh, something that they don't have is an, like an Oscar for voice acting. And I, I think it would probably be a good idea, whether it's like animated movies or like other appearances in live action movies where there's, you know, a voice actor involved. But I'll tell you what, whether or not she's on, I think she could have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress, just period. Like, I, I really think it's that good. Uh, there's a ton of emotion here. The range from being in love to being, you know, super horny to being <laughs> sad and heartbroken and also um, having that you know omniscient OS thing and going for just her. like all of her philosophical questions yeah. who am I some deep stuff what do I want to be yeah it is deep stuff yeah um, but yeah just I don't know about the whole voiceover uh, Academy Award category they um, need to add more categories somewhere I'm my, just throwing ideas yeah out. no I like that but my argument against that would be there's really not that many voiceover works other than animations, like this one, like well, Jarvis, like what well, else? Like is voiceover there? work, or like there's also the idea of like motion capture. So like there's some characters, like Andy Serkis. Think of all the things he's done. Yeah, he he probably should have been nominated a couple times for Caesar. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, Gollum. Probably like, that's like. Oh well, yeah, Gollum's an obvious one too. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. And Andy Serkis. There's just not right. room for like these type like out of the box characters. I mean. The Oscars. I wouldn't have been surprised at all if she was nominated for, yeah, for I, Best Part. I think it's definitely deser- deserving. Yeah. I mean, I could see it, but clearly didn't get it. So, all right. Uh, moving on to who can't act. It's my opinion! Who do you got for this? <laughs> you ready for this? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's Joaquin's, mo- it's Joaquin's movie, but I'm faking Joaquin Phoenix for worse performance. <laughs> I'm doing a uh, shout out to episode one where uh, I picked it for both. Yeah, I mean, either he's super depressed and mopey in this movie, or it's like, oh, it's Joaquin Phoenix. It's the greatest day of his life. It's just sort of <laughs> when he's like running around. Yeah, it's just sort of the um, whatever the word is, the extremes of both emotions. Like, it's obviously a great performance. There's nothing really to pick out in this movie who's, like, really bad. So I just decided, you know, be funny a little bit. I mean, it's just the low of lows and the highs of highs, which is the movie. But, I don't know, like, this relationship, I feel like it happened for, like, four, five, six months. I don't know the timeline exactly. I don't really spell it out. But there's a lot of ups and downs, and we sort of just see the peaks. I would like to see something in between from Joaquin. Um, Obviously, I could talk about, you know, all the great scenes he's in. I love um, when he's just dancing by himself in that cabin. That that really made me happy. Um, but yeah, sort of the beginning is just really mopey, mopey, mopey. Then he's happy, 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 and then he sees his ex-wife, and he's mopey, mopey, mopey. I don't know. That that's my only um, thing with the acting in this movie. Um, if you if you have a person who you actually think is bad, I might you know rebuttal a little bit. But yeah, I I don't have anyone written down for this. Okay. I'm not I'm not gonna lie to you. I really think everyone's pretty good in this. Like. Like we said, I mean, it's a star-studded cast of pretty good actors. I mean, you're not gonna pick anybody. Pick somebody. Pick Amy Bill Hader. You know, Bill Hader's in this movie. No, what is it? <laughs> when he's he's on the chat rooms, the, the he 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 oh, listens this. to a girl, and then he listens to a guy 
who's like trying to have some have someone have like phone sex with him, and that's Bill Hader. <laughs> so we'll choose Bill Hader. Oh no, I should have chose the freaking the cat girl. You know who that is? No, Kristen Wiig. Is it? I should have chose her. I, I'm changing my pick to sexy Kristen kitten, Wiig. bro. Yeah, that scene. That's Choking like with early your dead on. Cat. The, that's early on in the movie. It sets an interesting tone. I was like, what the hell is this movie? <laughs> like, that's the first like sort of comedic thing that happens is um, a, a dead sex. Choking sex, uh, sex. She shows? wants to be, yeah. yeah choke, choke me with the dead cat. That's beside. I thought that was an interesting joke, um, but yeah, I'll change my fake to Kristen Wiig. <laughs> okay, Kristen Wiig. Fair enough. Sexy kitten. Uh, fair enough. All right, <laughs> we, we can talk about that a little bit more. So yeah, in the what do you think that is like the first twenty minutes of the movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's really like on. you meet you meet Joaquin, you get a feel for his character, and then he's in bed. Might be like the first ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, it's very quick. It's it. I think it. I mean, it sets the tone for what the movie is gonna be because you're gonna have like very strange moments, and if you can't get through that that scene, then like you might as well not even watch this. I should have just turned it off right then. Yeah, should have <laughs> saved you some time, saved you two hours, saved me some heartbreak. Um, Cody versus. Ding ding. Um. So yeah, I think this is sort of in similar vein to Moonlight. Um, I say I'm just going to call it a draw because there's really nothing for you, for me to beat. I think the interesting question would be um, if these AI OSs came out, would I fall in love with one or not? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Do you think so? <laughs> I don't know. I think it... I mean, it's a program designed to, I mean... Cater to your needs. Exactly. So I feel like it would be hard not to at times. But... You know, how's, I'm gonna, your I'm say, how's your relationship with your mother, Cody? <laughs> oh, that's actually pretty good. Thanks for asking. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think I probably wouldn't fall in love with one just because I have the mental image of this movie now. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Uh, I just said sure because you're more normal than this guy. <laughs> Which, I mean, you're not much more normal than this guy, but... I just don't have a cool mustache yet. That, not yet, hey. Working, there, right? working my way there, but yeah. I think, uh, I don't think you would be so sad that you would have to fall in with an OS. Maybe you could find a real person. and uh, But hey, you know, if you did fall in love with an operating system, then that's okay. Fair enough. You know? I'm not here to judge, yeah. I'm just Absolutely. saying, sometimes, you know. It's the future. Yeah, everything can change. But I'm probably not falling in love would with you, Would you have, <laughs> would you, uh, the surrogate thing, would that work for you? Would no. You not be <laughs> no. <laughs> I would have probably, That girl was weird. Oh yeah, she's very upset. I would say that uh, probably would happen though. Like that's realistic. I feel like that would happen for sure. I think it would be commoditized though. Like it would be more of a prostitution thing rather than just like, oh, I want to be a part of your relationship. I don't know. Yeah, I could definitely see it happening. Um, it's very weird, but I feel like people are into stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, when when you're a computer and you have no body, you got to find a body somewhere. Got to find a body. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, give me the win or a draw at least. I'll give you a win. No L's. We don't take L's. It's been a while since you got a win. So we don't take L's against robots. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, what are we adding to Fortnite? It's the guy from Fortnite. Haven't played Fortnite in a while, yeah, to be honest. So it's a dead game, but we're still well, out here promoting it. So. Still trying to trying to bring it back. Honestly, <laughs> if they listen to us, then maybe more people will play. You can go first. I got a couple things here. Um, yeah. First of all, my favorite character, the little alien kid. Um, he could be a skin. He's a little short. But I think he'd be a good, cool like NPC. Like 
you go talk to him he curses at you a little bit sells you something um they have those in the game now like characters that you can talk to so why not add the little alien that can cuss at you i mean hey there's already little kids cursing on fortnite so why not when you go up to him um in order to get whatever item it is you have to to say fuck you in the mic back yeah you have to scream at him (laughs) i like that uh i'll go i'll go for one i got a couple too um i said i kind of have a joke one I said we should, they should like resurrect like old war heroes, sort of like they resurrected old scientists. So like, sort of on the same NPC page, you just walk up and like George Washington is there, and you can like hire him. <laughs> he's got a musket and stuff, or Teddy Roosevelt. He's, he's riding on his horse. I think that'd be sick. Um, but yeah, I think more NPCs, more like um, creative NPCs, could really you know bring a boost to Fortnite that it needs to you know. Get, get some of his gamers. Every time I hire one of those, you hate me, though, so... Yeah, because they suck. If, if it was George Washington, though, that dude's not going to suck. That dude's going to be mowing dudes down. But yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think I said this about The Last Jedi, but this is just, like, a really beautiful movie. So, you know, Fortnite can can up its quality a little bit better. Give give me some of the, the cinematic cities and, honestly, even, like, the colors of this movie, the reds, the yellows, like, get more of that um, just in Fortnite in general. Uh, give me a beautiful sunset. Give me a f- snowy forest. Like just up the pixel count. Yeah, yeah. like come on, give me four K, four K Fortnite. That's what I want. I'd play that. You got uh, anything else? Yeah, I do. Have, I, I said my first one was a joke. This one's kind of a joke too. I said I want Samantha like in my ear telling me tips. You know, be like, hey, there's a guy to your left. Shoot him. Shoot you want him. Siri, basically. And then um, sort of just like throwing the philosophical things as well. So when you die, she's like, oh, it's okay. Everyone's going to die in real life anyway, so it doesn't matter. Mm. You know, just just get deep in Fortnite and, you know, just, like, remind me that it's just a game, you know. We're all going to die anyways. Who cares? I'm talking to a robot. Um, but, yeah, those are my things for Fortnite. Yeah, I mean, if you take those suggestions, I don't see how you have a dead game anymore. That's all I'm saying. But, yeah. Um, the last thing I would add is just let's get more mustaches in Fortnite. Ooh. Uh, you know. I like that. The, uh, the, the pancake guy. What's his name? Mancake? Yeah, Mancake. He has a mustache. It's pretty pretty glorious. But we, we need some more mustaches in Fortnite. So just every skin but with a mustache. Exactly. Is... There, should, there should be like um, a 200 V-Buck add-on where you can select do you want a mustache? Do you not want a mustache? Exactly. Beautiful. 100% right. You get it. You get it. You do. Alright, uh, we're going to throw it to an ad here real quick, and we'll be right back. Alright, so now we're going to move on to our replace an actor or the director of this movie. We're firing somebody, bringing in somebody new. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Cody, take it away. <laughs> Alright, I got, I got one, I think actually a decent pick here. I do have another, but it's not decent. Um... Obviously, Scarlett Johansson is very good in this movie. Um, but, you know, let's say she couldn't do it for some reason. Mm. I am going to bring in Taylor Swift. T-Swizzle. Uh, this movie, it does rotate a lot around music. Sort of um, music being used as memories for them in some some standpoints. And there's even a singing scene. So I said, you know what? Who's a really good singer? In, like Has been in Hollywood enough to get this role. Taylor Swift. I mean, she's great. Um, obviously, she'd be a lot better at singing than Scarlett Johansson. I don't know if she'd get all the emotional stuff down, but, you know, she has been through a lot of breakups. So, so she has the emotions underlying there. 
And um, yeah, I actually think that's a decent pick for 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 that replacement. What do you think? Uh, well, in response to that, yeah, no, that's uh, what there is something to be said about like to get this right, Scott. You have to kind of have someone who has a little bit of an alluring voice, or mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of a sexy voice. I don't know. I don't know if Taylor Swift pulls that off. Can't tell you the last time I heard her talk. You're saying Taylor Swift's not sexy? No, 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 the voice, the voice. Because <laughs> you don't see Scarlett Johansson in this movie, you just see... Oh, wow, I didn't realize it. I'm just saying, it's all about the voice. And I, I Also, Taylor Swift doesn't have the acting chops. Like, she, Oh, come on. Definitely not. She can sing, sure. I'll give you that. Also, I feel like she'd slip into a little bit of a twang sometimes, which I don't want. And I, I don't like that pick. That's a bad what? pick. It's That's a, terrible, a bad pick. It's a terrible pick. Okay, let's hear you. Pick yours. someone that actually can act. Who, who are you going to replace? Okay, so... I'm not gonna p- pl- replace an actor. Oh, so oh, last time I did this, you got real mad. Let's hear it. Go for it. Go, go, go. talk, talk, talk. Chile, man. I'm I'm done. Um, I think I'd like to see Charlie Kaufman just either write or direct this. Um, him and you, you know who that is. No, what did no. he? What did okay. he direct? Um, well, he wrote Being John Malkovich, to which uh, Spike Jones directed. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's him and Spike Jones are very similar in their styles. They do very like surrealistic, um, strange, out there kind of movies uh, that use their inexplicable nature to say something larger, to create some sort of feeling of emotion or something that's beautiful, right? Uh, so he actually did do a little bit of like uncredited writing on this script, uh, okay. like to help out Spike Jones. But this is like the first movie that Spike Jones like wrote and directed entirely himself. So, you know, let Charlie Kaufman take over for the writing or, you know, do a co-writing credit, throw in a little bit more. And it's probably not that much different of a movie, but I'd be interesting to see what his version is, his take, the full trial. Because I think Spike Jones is a weird dude, Mm -hmm. uh, but I think Charlie Kaufman is like on a whole nother level. Uh, He released a movie that he wrote and directed last year that was based on a book called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And, uh... Very strange. Just, I don't even know how to explain what happens in that movie. But, yeah, that's my pick. Interesting pick. If I had a word to describe it, actually, I have a couple words to describe it. Um, Weak. The first is vanilla. Yeah. Uh, the second is cop out. I think that should be the running theme of this episode. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. If I um, wanted someone to replace, uh, you know, of an Indiana Jones movie, oh, I'll pick George Lucas, you know. You know, he wasn't involved in the process at all, so let's just pick him. Um, I mean, yeah, sure. It's probably about the same movie. I don't want to, I do not personally want to see the George Lucas Indiana Jones. I think him and Spielberg, like, directed it together, basically. I mean, yeah, he worked on it as part of Lucasfilm, but. Yeah. I, Spielberg needs to be okay. there. Why Spielberg that? needs to be there. That movie. Okay, just, yeah. George Lucas <laughs> is a little out there. That was just an obvious example. No, use. no, no. That's, that's fair. Um, I, I appreciate where you're yeah, going with that, but. Good pick. Sure, it's a cop out, but. It's a good pick, but it's still pro- better than your it's pick. It's probably about the same movie. Um, yeah, now to a fun pick from me. <laughs> you know, I love these. Um, I wanted to replace basically um, the guy I hated the most. Good yawn. Uh, which I said before was Amy Adams' husband. And just to make him a bigger villain, I'd want this dude to be just an absolute dick. Not a subtle dick, an absolute dick. So who's one of the biggest dicks in Hollywood? Uh. Johnny from the Karate Kid. <laughs> no? You don't think he plays Digwell? William um, Zabka? Yes, William Zabka. Thank you. Um, as I've talked 
about before, I uh, finished How I Met Your Mother not too long ago, and he's a part of the last season. I actually really like him a lot as an actor, and he really just, you know, goes into his roles um, really not really caring what other people are going to think about it. I haven't seen... Um, I, think Co- they, I think he's been redeemed in Cobra Kai. Has he? Oh, yeah. Well, that's, that's going against what I'm saying here, which is tough. Um, but yeah, I just want him to be an absolute dick, and I think that just makes the movie more enjoyable. So yeah, William Zabka, come get your paycheck. Yeah, I think the only thing I've seen him in, other than obviously he's in How I Met Your Mother, but I think The Karate Kid is literally the only thing I've ever seen him in. <laughs> so yeah, sure. He's got chops. He's got chops. He pulled up. Uh, I mean, yeah, he was like what twenty and kicking people in the head or something. I don't know. He's a great villain though. Yeah, sure. But he's a good guy now. He's a good guy. So no, he's not. Not in my book. He's been redeemed. He's also a good guy in How I Met Your Mother as well. So yeah, he's an anti-hero. He's man. the hero. All right, so we're gonna move on to the IMDb trivia test. So, naked grandma. Naked, huh? Uh, first one is that actually, Spike Jones is the voice of the little alien kid. Did you know that? Is he? No, I didn't know. <laughs> he plays him. Cool. Uh, apparently, during the filming process, he would, like, give notes to people as the kid, like, in the voice. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, shout out Spike Jones. I just want to take a moment to appreciate probably three of the most fun characters in the last ten years have been played by Spike Jones across the movies. Uh, first of all, Moneyball. He plays the uh, husband of Brad Pitt's ex-wife. Like her new husband. Oh, is that Spike Jones? And he walks around with slides yeah. on in the house. <laughs> that is good. That is He's a, a character. character yeah. He's also in The Wolf of Wall Street. He plays uh, the guy who like uh, first runs the stock market agency that, that Leo first goes to work at. That's like in the little strip mall. He's the head of that place. And Leo's like, you, you like actually sell this shit? And he's like, he's like so if I sold like $20,000 of this... Then I would make oh. like ten thousand dollars. He's like, you sell twenty thousand dollars of this, yeah. then I'll suck your dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So two two great characters, and then also obviously this little alien kid. You know, that's like what a four year span of those movies coming out. <laughs> Respect that's Spike some, Jones. That's some great dude. Spike Jones work right there. <laughs> that's one. Um, here's another one that I thought was pretty interesting. So uh, they were trying to edit the movie, and Spike Jones had like a hundred and fifty minute cut of the movie. And he, he asked Steven Soderbergh, he was like, "Hey, you you edit this down like the way you would edit it." And he gave him, 24 hours later, he came back with a 90-minute cut of the movie. So then from there, he was kind of, okay, so I've got 150 minutes, he's got 90, where can we meet in the middle? And that's how he found that, you know, two-hour mark. That's cool. We haven't talked about her yet, but Rooney Mara's in this movie. Mara uh, Rooney? <laughs> Rooney Mara's in this movie, Rooney Mara, whatever you want to say. I don't actually, I, don't know I think Jake always says Rooney Mara. So. Yeah. Uh, but this is actually the first time her and Joaquin Phoenix met was filming this movie and now they're engaged and have a kid together or about to have a kid together um so shout out to them that's cool yeah i knew they were like together in real life yeah but this is this is how they met that's awesome they play a divorced couple in this movie she's not in it too much mostly scenes where she's just like laughing and or being sad with memories yeah. yeah uh so actually scarlett johansson was not the first person that was going to do the voice of Samantha. Mm-hmm. There's actually someone named Samantha Morton that was playing the character, and when they did all the filming, she was there doing the voice. But then they got into the edit, and they were like, "This is not working at all." We we, and with Samantha Morton's blessing, they then 
went and got Scarlett Johansson, who came in after the fact and redid all the lines. Um, she is considered an associate producer on the movie, but uh, yeah, got cut. And, That's interesting. Yeah. Um, for that, also, Samantha was a real name in real life, and Amy's yep. character's Amy. Yep, That's both cool. those characters. They should have made uh, Theodore Joaquin. <laughs> Just so I can say that one. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so... Also, here's here's an interesting one about the the futuristic style. No one in this movie's wearing a belt, so I guess you know when you get to the future, they make pants that fit you really perfectly. They all have the high pants, like the high waisted no like belt, belly button. Yeah, yeah, it's I like it. It's a good style choice. Yeah. We might see it in ten years. Who knows? Yeah, and then the last thing I had obviously was was the whole Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig thing, but we already talked about that. Cool. Um, I did have one thing for this not really like I didn't do trivia just like cool I feel like they sort of invented AirPods um, this movie mm-hmm. came out in 2013 I've done my research and AirPods first launched in 2016 so I mean like I didn't even think about that all the way through and I was like okay oh, when was this movie made because it's not that recent to where like that technology is like obviously very popular now but I mean, they took that big step. I mean, you walk around campus, everybody's wearing. Yeah, I think Apple got something in there. Oh, was uh, Spike Jones a big paycheck? If I'm being Definitely. honest. Yeah, yeah, I agree. All right, so we're gonna move on to the final thing that we do here. We're gonna rate this movie out of sixty-nine, which I mean, for this movie, is very fitting. <laughs> you're gonna look at me and you're gonna tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? It's my favorite. Computers having sex. Uh, <laughs> well, computers having sex with humans. Yeah. And with each other. Potentially, yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> you're telling me the old man professor and Samantha didn't do it, bro? You're, uh, you're wild, and if you don't think, though. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> that dude's very old and very English. Uh, what do you give this movie, Cody? Going to me first. Um, yeah, sort of, I think this is a mid-tier movie for me. I did enjoy it. Um, I did have some problems with it as well. My lowest rating... Um, well, I do have some low ratings, but I mean, for like movies I enjoyed... I would say it was Gone Girl, which is 60 out of 69. Um, I would say uh, this movie's below that. I don't have any movies in the 50s, which I was talking about before. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slot this one in at 57 out of 69, which I think is a very favorable rating. Um, yeah, obviously just the direction and cinematography really boosted for me. And I do like the characters enough uh, to where like, the emotional scenes I can, I can connect to. So yeah, I'll go 57 out of 69. I am actually going to give this movie a 58. I've been trying to figure out this whole day what I'm going to give it. Um, so that puts us at a show rating of 57.5, which actually ties our Gone Girl combined score okay. as well. So I think that's kind of fair. Yeah, I think those Because I like I liked this movie a little bit better than Gone Girl. Um, you like Gone Girl Vice a little bit better. Versus, so yeah. it, it fits in. I think it's in a good spot. Um, obviously... The script, we haven't really talked about but like the script is really great. Like, the yeah. writing is really solid. It, it won an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay, deservedly so. Not a Best Adapted, Best Original. Right. Um, and that's the thing, it's, it's an original idea. Like, it's, you don't see that a whole lot, you know, with movies. And it was a completely original idea from a very creative guy. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. Also, just, I'm a sucker for some visuals, you know. <laughs> I, I can't I can't deny it. You're a big visuals guy. I like Joaquin walking around in his his red button up and <laughs> the beautiful sun behind him. I mean his glasses and his mustache. Me, yeah, like that. The hey, whole aesthetic is good. Absolutely. He's a beautiful man. <laughs> uh okay, so you know, I think we need to start watching some bad movies. 
Houston, we're we're watching too many good movies. Uh, what? Our 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 show ratings are all too high. We gotta we gotta find the bottom of the it's list. It's my here. pick next. I can make it an interesting <laughs> one if I wanted to. We can watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> oh, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> Heard nothing but bad. Th- hey, Detective Pikachu. There's a movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that. I don't really want to. Not a big Pokemon guy. <laughs> Me neither. Not a Pokemon. That movie master. slaps actually. So that's beside. The Probably point. just because Ryan Reynolds is good. Well, he, he plays Pikachu, so <laughs> give that man an Oscar for voice acting. There you go. There's There's another one, see? We brought it back. Yeah, but is Ryan Reynolds really going to win that Oscar? Probably not. Anyway, Scarlett Johansson almost did last year. For what? Uh, Marriage Story. She's actually nominated twice. Marriage Story. Not for voiceover. She's no, I know. An actress in that she movie. She was uh, she was nominated in Best Supporting Actress for her role in Jojo Rabbit, and she was nominated for Best Actress yeah, for but... her role in. Marriage Story. She doesn't have any Oscars, she though. Lost. Yeah. You are correct. She does not have any Oscars. Amy Adams is better. Amy Adams doesn't have Oscars. <laughs> yeah, but she's still better. Amy Adams was in a movie called Hillbilly Elegy, which is probably like the worst movie. Scarlett Johansson was in Iron Man 2. So. That. I actually like Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> hey, she's coming out. Black Widow, we're all ready. June, whatever, <laughs> 6th. Uh, did you see that, did you see that uh, new MCU thing that came out today? I did. They announced all the new titles. What do you think about that? I like um, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. That's, That's a cool, great yeah. title. Um, other than that, I don't know. Eternals, I feel like, might be their first miss. It looks interesting. I like the cast a lot. I don't know about Angelina Jolie. Um, yeah, not a big Angelina Jolie. But yeah, I, I don't know what that movie's about, which is making me doubt it. But yeah. I mean, it's you know, someone who just won Best Picture. <laughs> yeah, it's a really movie. good director. Uh, she also... One thing that they were uh, Kevin Feige was talking about um, that I saw recently is like she wants to do like everything on location and like use real set pieces instead of just like doing everything CGI like in front of a green screen. Um, so I think it's going to be like a really well made movie. I I think it'll be a hard sell for a lot of people. It's going to take a lot. Uh, personally, I'm excited for Ant Man <laughs> Ant Man Three. Everybody clowns. I love Ant Man, dude. dude Ant Man. Everybody hates it, but give me Ant Man Quantum Mania. Ant Man oh, yeah. the Wasp. People are people first. Ant Man is so good. Very yeah, exactly. Ti apparently is not going to be back because uh, he has sexual assault allegations or something. But uh, I mean, that's that's fine. That, that, I, yeah, I'm okay. If they, as long as they have Michael Pena, I'm okay with it. Michael Pena makes those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, what about the Marvels? What do you think about that? Did you see that? I think that could be interesting. Obviously, Captain Marvel got a lot of hate. I think it was more just the story, like the whole thing with. Um, What's the guy's name? The actor who's a bad guy. He's in all the movies. He's in Sherlock and shit. Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. No. Dude, what's the guy's name? Martin Freeman. Uh, Jude Law. Anyways. Um, I think his whole story is just bad. Like, he's not a good villain. Just not interesting. I don't really think that's Brie Larson's fault. I actually like Brie Larson a lot. Then you throw in Monica Rambeau from WandaVision. Then Miss Marvel. Who I don't know a ton about either. Yeah, I she's think, got big hands. I think she's got long hands, but yeah, mostly big too. Um, I'm excited to see that movie. Yeah, I like. I think it'll be. I, I like mean, those characters. People hate on Captain Marvel. I like those characters and I like that cast. So there's no reason for me not not to be excited. Yeah, yeah. should be good. Thor: Love and Thunder. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Taika. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Oh. Also, uh, Jane Foster. Russell Crowe is going to be in the movie. It is was announced. I think recently. Jane Foster getting the getting the hammer. That's yeah. going to be sick, dude. Should be very interesting. So. Uh, anything you've been watching recently that you want to talk about? Um, I forgot to write stuff down. 
Not really. I've been rewatching Survivor, which is a goaded show. Uh, Survivor's been really busy lately. That's why um, we didn't release an episode last week, did we? No, we did. It was the movie draft. Oh, did we? Well, we sat in film for a while. Um, yeah, it's been about a week and a half because we filmed the movie draft early. Yeah. And then... Uh, I mean, I've just been doing a lot of shit, so... It's been been a very busy uh, couple weeks for me as well, finishing out the semester. We're in finals week right now. Uh, I'm hoping that next week maybe re- we can record like two or three episodes just to have a couple stored up and then maybe finish the season out. Yeah, I'd be done. Um, take a little bit of a break and then come back over the summer um, when we're ready. Have you been watching anything recently though? So yeah, I actually have not. I was looking at my letterbox. I have not watched a movie outside of watching her today. I hadn't watched a movie in like 10 days, which is wow. for me pretty crazy, honestly. Well. Um, but I have been watching Atlanta, which I don't think you've seen. I saw the first season. Okay. Good. Yeah. Atlanta on Hulu. Um, I'm a huge fan of Donald Glover. Also, pretty big fan of uh, Lakeith Stanfield as well now. Um, I think he's really great. And then um, Brian Tyree Henry is also awesome. He's going to be in Eternals, actually. Is he? Um, yeah. It's so. a good cast. Kumal Nanjar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I good. I like him. Sure say it. But, um, yeah, no, I, I really like that show. I was watched an episode of it before probably the best episode of it um teddy perkins episode if you don't know then you don't know and that's all i can say about that so i just remembered uh, i also watched season three of rick and morty which i have not watched for a while but it's a great show love that show really great episode about um rick and morty um trying to stop uh, a terminator-esque um race of snakes which is just very fun but yeah <laughs> i feel like i would probably like rick and morty a lot but there's also something about like Rick and Morty fans and like just like the whole aesthetic of it that I, I don't want to. It's sort of the same myself. thing with Star Wars. Where I think that's true about like there's a lot of like more nerdy things that I just like refuse to get into because I don't want to be one of those people. It's really not that nerdy. It's just good television, I think. Probably. Yeah, fair enough. Like I don't know, like Doctor Who, who I watched like a long time ago, like probably five or six years ago, and that's one of those things. Like I I didn't want to watch it because it was just like the people that watch it. <laughs> Are like yeah, kind of weirdo. Yeah, it goes a little too far. No offense. No, absolutely though. <laughs> they are weirdos. I relate to. But that. then like I watch it, and it's actually like a really good show. And like, is it? If you don't have that, you know, crazed sensibility. Yeah, I was. Like, I you, I really like Star Trek, um, <laughs> the Next Generation, which is also like a super nerdy show. Yeah, it's sort of like Star Trek fans. Like I feel like them and Doctor Who are sort of in the same. Like, wow, you watch that show? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, those things, like, there's, the people, that, like, they just take it too far. I mean, it's, like we were talking about, Star Wars fans as well. Like, yeah. There's some people that are just, 100%. It's their whole life. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a good note to end on. Uh, not our most energetic episode. I do apologize for that a little late, but I would check out this movie if you haven't seen it. Stay capping. Stay capping. I like this episode. <laughs> Stop sneezing. <laughs> See you later, uh, we'll, we'll catch you next week with uh, Cody's pick. Any ideas? Uh, no, but it'll be a fun one, so definitely tune in. Peace out.